Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode 32. I'm one of your hosts, Brian. And I'm Chopper. And I'm Rob. And welcome. Welcome to this exciting episode. We got a lot to talk about today. (laughs) We're in the second month of the new year now, right? Yeah, the the second month of 2021. We've got uh, the the dead of winter for most of us. (laughs) That's true. uh, but we do have some some fun things to look forward to. Uh, some people might enjoy celebrating uh, Valentine's Day coming up here before the end of the month. Uh, you could tell you're just married. No. <laughs> oh, he's still happy. He's still yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> he's not dead on the inside. <laughs> of course. And so we're gonna we're gonna be celebrating that uh, a little bit later here in a in our in our little mecca way. But uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, make some great cakes though, right? Yes. Oh, delicious right. cakes. So maybe then you should celebrate. <laughs> yeah, both your wives are are bakers. That's true. Lucky mm-hmm. bastards. She's more of an artiste, my wife, than a baker, but she does make good. Nice they, they look good. They just don't taste good. <laughs> She'll never hear this, right? <laughs> yeah, she's not. She never listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'll get loud in the house ever again. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get anybody else in too much trouble, uh, let's move on to the dropship. Dropship landing. And welcome back to the dropship. This is the section of the show where we talk about things that we've been working on. Uh, so I'm going to throw it over to Pat. You oh. first. Yeah. You've actually Surprise worked enough. on stuff. I know yeah. you. Surprise enough, I've actually been working quite a bit. So, And I've actually posted some stuff nice. on the Facebook page. So a couple of things now. I've defined the colors and straightened out the colors of my rock cav uh, army. I got all the tanks painted up. I got a couple of mechs. So uh, as I'm painting along, I do another mech here and there. So... I'm kind of rotating several projects at the same time, so as to get through most of this. What else did I paint? I finished. I, I got a resin printer. Oh, neat! Which was a very, very impulse buy. <laughs> <laughs> and since I got the resin printer, I reprinted a lot of my mechs that I uh, printed because uh, I was going to make a bunch of Lyran lances, and so I re reprinted my assault lance which i was uh, what's the word i'm looking for here uh stupidly decided to pick the arcturan guard which are all white <laughs> <laughs> so uh painting the resin over the fdm is a little bit easier and better when painting white mm. uh so i've since uh fi- almost finished the atlas i started the battle master and I forget what the other two I printed. The uh, longbow and what was the other one? Awesome. Uh, I just primed those up. And the other mech stuff that I put together, I started painting my dwarf armada ships. I guess those could be considered mechish <laughs> since they're not since they're not powered by wind. True. Powered by steam. Dwarves. I'll allow it. Did you say wolves? Dwarves. 
Uh, and then now I have a challenge from, uh, oh, I forget that gentleman's name. Does anyone remember that gentleman's name? Uh, I can probably look it up quick. Uh, let's give him a shout out for putting the challenge in my court. For, for screwing you over? I don't think he's going to screw me over. I think it's going to be a fun, a fun painting project. Uh, the thing is being able to paint the palm trees. Jason Frazier. Jason Frazier. He threw the challenge to, uh. Actually, make me make a paint a clan mech. So uh, I'm going to start a new clan. It'll be the clan vacation guys, and they'll all be in uh, <laughs> uh, shorts and uh, uh, what do you call those shirts? Beach shirts? Oh, Hawaiian shirts? Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> I almost went Tom Bahama. Ew. Magnum PI shirts. Magnum PI. Oh, shirts. give yes. some. Uh, give some a mustache. Yes. If I can get a face, if one of the mechs got a face, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I've even been playing touring around or just leaving the arms and the head, anything that's not quote unquote cloth, I was uh, going to leave as like silver, unpainted metal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like their skin? Yeah. Uh, my best, my favorite part about the whole thing is you don't even remember saying that you want to paint people like they're, mech- or they're Hawaiian stuff. So. <laughs> I guess I said that. I obviously said it because he he uh, gave me some ideas of which clan mix to use, and uh, <laughs> uh, just, I just wish you remember what context was it. I mean, it's not it's not too far fetched of an idea. It's something I would have said. I, you know, as, I, as you, some of you may have noticed on this show, some of us do seem to have like a, some short term memory loss when it comes to what we said in previous <laughs> I mean, episodes. It's not even short term memory loss; just a lot of stuff comes out of my mouth and. I forget I said it. <laughs> I'm guilty of it too. How many times have I flubbed the intro? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we must have been talking. It must have been funny because I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> obviously it was funny. Come on, the best thing is not, we could just go back and listen to it, but we all refuse to find out what the context was. <laughs> yeah, we don't want we don't want to go scrolling through. So we're just gonna, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take the challenge and I'm going to do it. And something great's going to come of it. So, so lesson to anybody, they could just post something and say, last time you said this, you got to do this now. And we're like, we did? I guess, yeah, so. I guess so. There's like a 90% chance we would not know remember we said that. Uh, so, With great power comes great responsibility, fans. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't abuse you. <laughs> uh, so that project is in the work. I... I actually have an atlas. Oh, I need a clan mech, so never mind. I'm scrapping that project now. I need to find me a clan mech. <laughs> uh, isn't, uh, I think, is there an atlas uh, clan version? There's clan versions of certain mechs. Uh, you know, you know, everyone knows my uh, uh, disdain for clans, so I don't I don't have a, a heavy knowledge of all the clan mechs. Um, so I need to be a little bit better at that, I guess. You don't think there's an Atlas 2C, but there's like, you know, could do a Marauder? I don't know if that would work. No, I forget what Warhammer. Jason said. Warhammer 2C. You could do Warhammer. He he put down two suggestions, so I'm going to look and see yeah. if we can get it. And then uh, we'll start from there. <laughs> uh, if I could make a star of vacation guys, that'll be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Then I'll have started a new clan, so... Brent Evans, if you're listening, Clan Vacation Guys. That's 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 where that's, Clan Wolverine's been this whole time. Just on exactly, they're on <laughs> Clan, and they've changed their ways, and they're just Clan Vacation Guys now. There's there's a story in there. I know it. <laughs> Not a good one, but there is one. We'll get we'll get we'll get Brian. 
Brian Young will he'll figure it out for us. <laughs> just write up a new story. Uh, anything else I've been painting? Because we did put uh, we did put the hammer down, and we painted like a lot. Well, your computer died, so you had a lot more hobby time. <laughs> that and my wife is on a Sega Sega binge, Sega Genesis binge. So, oh, nice. I go down there when she's playing Sega Genesis. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I got. Nice. How about you, Rob? Uh, for Christmas, my good buddy Jack gave me a uh, a Zoid Liger, a one seventy two scale model, so he's huge. So I made him. It took me a while. He was uh, he's big. He's a big boy. Like I, I did post pictures, I think, on Mobile Arm Radio, and in with scale to a uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's a 32 millimeter miniature because he's a peacekeeper from, uh, he's a big guy from Dead Zone. Oh, nice. And this thing is huge. It dwarfs him, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm ever going to need a 28 millimeter Zoid to come rushing into a game, play with one of those uh, generic games like, uh, Gamma Wolves or, uh, any other ones. It was very maybe. frustrating at times for him. Well, he had a lot of pieces and a lot of it was, uh, yeah. It, it, as always with uh, model kits, it's always fun to fight through them. But uh, yeah, he was fun. Well, it's, uh, the results are fun. Putting them together, maybe not always fun, but the results were fun. And yeah, so I did him. That took me a long time. And then I've been uh, painting a ton of Battletech because my New Year's resolution sort of was to paint some uh, lances of Battletech because I have thousands of lances laying around here. And I had some prime, so I actually painted these ones. And I did a uh, Knights of the Inner Sphere Lance. They're white and gold. Once again, doing the white. And, uh, yeah, they weren't too bad. Uh, I did a Sword of Light, which are red, I believe. Red and... I think there's red. Sort of. uh, fourth, fourth Alliance Guards and Lyran Guards for uh, the Lyrans. I did two of those. The the Fourth Alliance Guards, I think that's what you did your big mech as. Right, Pat? The blue and gold. Right. What, what, what did we print? Was that a Marauder? Uh... Yeah, I think you did Marauder, yeah. Yeah, I and, did the blue and gold one. Yeah, and then the Lyran Guards are half blue, half white. Um, Death Commandos, which are black with some green accents. I tried to do, uh, I, I tried to do lances of, of groups I didn't have from, like, obviously I have Davians and I, but I, I wanted to fill in. Uh, I did Smoke Jaguars. I did do some clans, so I did some Smoke Jaguars. And I did a single Jade Falcon to float an old star I had. I only had four mechs, because for some reason, Ironwind, when they do clan sets, they only do four in a box instead of five, so it's annoying. So I had, I had to fill in one of those. And uh, not, none of them were from the new Kickstarter. They're all just old ones I had prime. So I have the whole new Kickstarter Wave 1 laying here to prime and paint, too. So there'll be a lot more, hopefully, done. But once again, I had all this time to paint with uh, Pat since his computer died, so we were... Uh, <laughs> I, I had a lot to do. I gotta, I gotta prime a lot more though, so I can catch up. Uh, for what I've been working on, I think that's about a, been about it. But I think that's pretty good. I haven't posted any pictures yet because I haven't uh, sprayed them yet. I haven't done the final spray on them. But once I do that, I'll post them all up. And he hasn't set up his light box yet. No, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. It's just gonna sit in the corner for the rest of the life. Brian, what about you? What you been up to? Uh, well, I. I didn't actually like come up with a, a New Year's resolution for it, but I I have also been uh, doing a whole lot of painting lately. Um, uh, not kind of mech, mech tangent, as listeners may recall. Uh, I play a lot of Dead Zone, and um, 
I was kind of looking at my my terrain collection and just feeling really unsatisfied with it. And so I, I took apart a lot of the kind of first uh, assemblies that I, I'd put together of, of, of the stuff. It's all uh, basically, is it three inch? Uh, yep. Yeah, squares. three three inch yeah. like squares of, of different pieces and stuff that you can kind of clip together. Um, they're really, you know, put together in, in, in a nice way. Sometimes the clips can be a little uh, touchy, but, um, but uh, I kind of just took it upon myself to go, okay, I want to start making some like buildings that like would exist in a colony. And so like, I started, I built this like um, uh, two by three med center that kind of had uh, a little, a wall in, in, in between. So it kind of divided into two sides that doors and, um, had a lot of fun with that. I, I decided to, uh, paint it white for the most part with some red to kind of be an accent color. And, um, and it really, it came together in a really cool way. And so after that, I built another little, um, like little hab unit pods that are just, uh, just a one cube, you know, so a three inch by three inch, uh, structure, but I, I built them so they can stack on top of one another, uh, using, using some techniques from, uh, uh, some other, uh, people have posted about using the Mantic, um, uh, terrain kits and stuff like that. Uh, but I've been really happy with how it, it's turned out. And, uh, so I've, I've been a bit on, on like a terrain building kick, um, as it were. But, um, I've also been, uh, for, for Christmas, my, my buddy Rick, uh, also got me a, uh, or he, he painted up for me a couple of cav units, um, <laughs> in, in Gundam colors. So, uh, and, and I gotta say, like, it's simple color palette, but it turned out like really well. And I'm like, man. I when I finally get around to painting cab stuff, uh, I think that's the color scheme I'm going to go with. It, it's it was kind of just look, the the gray cool. with blue, blue and red. Oh yeah, the uh, that's cool. The regular so Gundam colors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, like like for most part, like those kind of games, is it a color coding thing to determine who you are allied with, or is it a mech thing? It's uh. A little, a little bit both. of both, yeah. A little bit of both, or neither, yeah, I mean, as it were, because yeah, anybody can have any mech, because you can end up having them. And uh, yeah, I think color schemes are kind of, I think generalities. There's, it's not like uh, BattleTech where it's so codified. I think it's. I it's, mean, John Walker just released on the Cav website, TalonGames.com. There's a, a like a, a Cav journal that's got uh, kind of quote, quote unquote the official color schemes of the different factions uh but those uh the one thing he wants to make perfectly clear is that these are just references they're not the be-all end-all it's not like you can't paint your your rack these colors gotcha yeah okay. so it could be different divisions or whatever different colors yes yeah. and that's right you know that's all i ever do is i kind of i take like with the rock they're supposed to be loud and kind of gregarious and so i just kind of Based something like that, pick the colors I liked, which were kind of red and kind of a purple. Gotcha. It worked out really well. Okay. Yeah, that. So that's that's kind of been the thing. Um, I've also been kind of trying with this is to really 
try out some different painting techniques and, and do things like, um, uh, for, for a lot of those pieces, I did, uh, a, a priming technique, uh, where it was, I primed it all black and then, and once I had it assembled, I hit it with some white from a distance to kind of do a, a shadow, uh, effect on it. And, um, it, it turned out really cool. Oh, that's right. I also did, um, I finally finished putting together and painting. I had a little like, uh, one by two cube, uh, bar as it were, like a little bar and grill kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> that I named after, uh, like Rainer's Raiders kind of thing. Does it have a giant uh, chicken wing on top? It does not have <laughs> a giant chicken wing on top uh-huh. yet. Yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get Rick to 3D print you a chicken wing. It should I, have I, a giant. I might do that. It should have a giant Zerg wing. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some other alien wing. Yeah. <laughs> a plague wing. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah. So that's that's been a big big thing for me. Uh, it's been kind of nice. My my wife plays D and D, and so when while she's playing that, I'll I'll be out uh, next to her with my little little tray of of painting and stuff. I've I've started painting plague as well. Um, but that's a little less mech related. Uh, but, uh, I am, I am going to start trying to get my hands on some more of the bigger mechs for, for dead zone, because there's, uh, rumors going around that the, a firefight beta is, uh, in the works and, and might be getting released soon, which means a little bit larger scale events in the, the Warpath universe. So, uh, Definitely need to get some vehicles assembled and more more striders and iron ancestors. Cool. But uh but yeah, so uh been been strangely enough doing a lot of hobbying. It's this time of year, it's you got nothing better to do. You can't go outside, so Yeah. But for a number of reasons. But yeah. uh but but with that, uh let's talk about some of the other stuff that we, we get into in Comstar. Message from Comstar. Welcome to Comstar. This is the section of the show where we kind of talk about other other things in the the mech world, as it were, uh, that we're enjoying, whether that be books, uh, movies, anime, video games, anything else under the sun and behind it. Uh, so we'll start with Rob this time. I got some news. Uh, the big thing is that Kids Logic is. Uh... Finally making a game out of their amazing minis. It's going to call it yeah, Macross Dogfight. And, uh, yeah. they announced the box set's going to have, uh, four mechs, or four miniatures in it, which is, one miniature is actually a Veritech in all three forms, or a Valkyrie in all three forms. And, uh, against a officer pod, which is the Marauder. Different scale, of course. Uh, so that's going to be the box set. Who knows how much it's going to cost? Also, it's called Macross Dogfight, which, uh, are they allowed to sell it in North America? Will Harmony Golds jump on them? You can't have right. Macross uh, videos. See, I, didn't, I didn't even put two two together just now. Yeah, like I wonder about. They do sell all the miniatures though, and miniatures do have Macross on them. So maybe maybe there's some loophole that they're able to sell miniatures, but they can't do the DVDs that everybody wants. But maybe uh, it's because it's like Gen, you know, the, the first uh, season kind of thing. It's like it's specifically about the Macross. But yeah. I don't know. But I'm excited about the game. I think it. The uh, kids' logic stuff's a little expensive, so I assume this game's going to be a bit more premium. But we'll see what's in it. Hopefully, it's got some nice buildings or something and mats. Yeah. Well, 
Do you think it's going to be like a dog fight, like a fighter well, game? It's one on one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but you know it's what a, I meant more fighter gamey than mechy. Well, it's going to be like Macross, which is not not like BattleTech. You're flying around, fighting each other. Like it's high yeah. speed. It's definitely because you know how much of a sucker I am for fighter games. Well, obviously you can switch <laughs> into your uh, fighter mode or, or Gerwalk mode. So it's yeah. going to have. I think it's going to be like you know those early fights in. Robotech or Macross when they're in the city fighting the the pods and stuff where it's a high action. It, like I say, it's not it's not like Battletech where you're plodding around. It's definitely anime where you're flying and, and doing some yeah, they, maneuvers and stuff. They really move fast in in uh, in, in Robotech and Macross. Yeah, yeah, especially well Gundam too. When you see the fights in the space in Gundam where they're just zipping around, that's I always love that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely a different feel, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's got that feel in the game. We don't know. No, we don't know anything about it. They just announced it. They they put out the the picture of the box set. We don't know the, even the size of the box. Like it's only got four mechs in it, so it can't be too big. Like four minutes. Is that a I prototype? Maybe it's even a prototype box. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We don't we don't know anything more than that. They just announced it like literally at the time of recording, like two days ago. So. And and I will say like even though I I tend to enjoy the the Macross side of uh, that that series a bit more than than robotech i am excited to see all the new games and and content that's coming out for robotech stuff uh it's also it's always really cool to see it's definitely a renaissance in the the world of robotech after after um palladium kind of went down it seems like it opened up the floodgates for a lot of other companies to fill in that void and so far (laughs) i think they've all been doing really well so yeah it's, it's, Le- license exclusivity seems like it, it can really drain an IP at times. Yeah, yeah especially an IP that's uh, that's a nostalgia IP. Like if it's your yeah. own IP, whatever. But if it's something like that where you want the most out of it you can. And obviously with Robotech Harmony Gold owns the license, but they've been licensing it out to a lot of people, which is a good sign. Mm. It's not like they're controlling it. They're not being, they, they obviously they just want the money, but that's good for us right. because <laughs> the more they license it out, the more chance we have good games come out of it. So mm-hmm. actually brings me on to uh, another thing. I just got the Infinite Invasion Robotech game. It was on, uh, they kind of did like a crowdfunding thing for it. And I got the one oh, that okay. came with all the miniatures and like most, I think it's in the actual game. It's a standees. I don't think there's no actual miniatures. It's just standees, but I got the miniature version and I have a crap ton of, uh, of uh it's all based on the the later series what is it i never remember what generations they call each other the one that's must be anyways they uh uh this generation is it the next three, generation yeah next gen- new generation next gen- yeah whatever it is <laughs> they the uh <laughs> it's based on that one so it's cuz they all they this company uh which company is it i can't remember who made this one but they uh they put out a game for each uh, each different uh thing and this one's okay. an actual miniature kind of combat kind of game so Neat. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, the miniatures are weird scale. Like, they're not really scaled to each other, and they're not scaled to any other games. So it's, it's not really useful for anything else, but they're nice. They're kind of a, uh, board game kind of, uh, feel to them, but they're still good details on them. I haven't posted any pictures of them yet, because I have, I'm still just, you know, looking at them and stuff. But maybe I'll do a, uh, show and tell of some sort, a visual one, and show them off. Because I don't think a lot of people have this game, the Invasion game. It's not out in stores yet. I think they're, they're just doing to the Kickstarter backers right now. Or it's not even Kickstarter. It was like some other funding platform. And, uh, yeah, I, these miniatures are also, I don't think they're going to be available. I think it was an exclusive thing they just did for 
for uh, this thing. So we'll see if they, I hope they make them available because they're nice miniatures. But maybe do them as uh, expansion packs or add-ons to the uh, Invin Invasion. <coughs> Pat's got the COVID. I died. No! He can't. He's, he's got he's got a shot. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phlebatic immunity. <laughs> what else have been doing? Uh, Ultraman comic is really good. Pat, did you finally read the newest step? Uh, yeah. newest? It's kind of wraps up the the intro, and they they kind of set the new paradigm with yeah. with Very Ultraman excited. having to fight all these monsters coming to Earth. Very excited about it. Yep. Because before, I guess the monsters, there's a secret organization the government runs that was kind of keeping the monsters under the, on the DL, kind of making it so nobody really knew what was going on. But now, the, where they were sending the monsters is kind of, uh, it's over full and it's now exploding into our reality. So now Ultraman's gotta be public and go and stop these uh, invasions. Kind of Pacific Rim kind of style, coming from another dimension. Obviously, yeah. Ultraman was first, but. <laughs> I, I never watched the original show. Is this kind of what the show's original show was like too, or is this the a original? Bit more show, yeah, it was like Earth Defense Force. They were like aliens coming on, and then Ultraman himself was an alien who actually crashed yeah. into a human. Yeah, it's, it's the same after himself. Yeah, it's just like the comic book, uh, but, but the, with the other dimension and stuff. That's all new expansion to it. Yeah, because this was just—I uh, don't know if he was from another dimension. He's just from another planet. Yeah, and, and the old, you know, latex suit. Uh, cardboard building fighting yeah. guy. Classic, uh, classic Japanese, uh. I mean, basically, he just them? grabbed the part of himself. Rubber suit shows. What do they call those shows? They have a name for him. Tokusatsu. There you go. Yeah. I knew, I knew Brian were, would pull that one out. These <laughs> were, uh, scuba suits for Ultraman. Oh, yeah, just colored su- scuba suits? Yeah. Because he was, what, red and silver, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, they changed every like every season because they kept losing them. <laughs> the the suit just rip or something. They'd have to do a new one. Yeah, that's funny. So every 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 season, every new season, the, the Ultraman got a new look. <laughs> Classic. Uh, they were just like, yeah, we'll we'll go with it. It's it's the mid season upgrade. Yeah, I mean, that's I really it. do like the the mechs, the power suits off the Netflix show. You know, it's the Ultraman's kid. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. So, so he's not actually half alien. Well, he's kind of half alien, I guess, because his DNA has changed because his dad was grafted to an alien for so long. Nobody wants to be grafted to an alien. Well, it saved his life, Rob. You know that. He turned him into <laughs> Ultraman. Ultra and Ban. I think I like that, too, where it's like the aliens are called the Ultra, and it's like, he he's a man, so it's Ultraman. You're just a man. Um... <laughs> I finally beat Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, you never yeah. get to pilot a mech, unfortunately, but you, you do get to fight a lot. But uh, it's fun. A lot of people crap on it, but I, I enjoyed the story, and it was still pretty good. So I'm excited about uh, maybe an expansion. We we'll get some mech combat. <laughs> it would be nice. Uh, I'm still working on Votoms. I'm about halfway through now. The original series. It's good. It's uh, it's it's like a the whole series is kind of based on like what happens after a war and there's all these little skirmishes, but the big war has ended. And now it's kind of like this time where people are trying to build up after the war. So it's kind of, it's an interesting concept and you're following around uh, one guy, which uh, more on that later, but uh, <laughs> he it's uh yeah, I like it. It's really good. The, I love also that they, uh the scope dog, which is like the main character, uh, uh, 
Kira the main Koga. mech. Yeah. Yeah, he, he pilots, but it's like, the scope dog, there isn't one of them. He, it gets destroyed constantly. They just keep finding more of them. <laughs> it's like the generic <laughs> mech that they just keep finding. So it's, it's pretty funny. That's, uh, it gets constantly getting limbs blown off and he's got to get a new one. So it's, uh, it's, you think of like most times it's like an iconic thing that's, but no, it's just a utilitarian thing. <laughs> he gets a new one every show pretty much. Nice. Uh, another season obsolete I, came out. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I really, I, Votoms is on my list and I really want to get to watch yeah. it someday. Yep. High five. That's where I'm watching it. It's pretty good. It's, uh, it's, uh, subbed. So there's no dubbing if anybody turns anybody off, but gotcha. it's fine. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it takes more to watch because you have to actually pay attention because you got to read the subtitles. So you oh, can't I'm be sorry. doing something else. I like dubbed. Yeah. Dubbed, you can do something else while watching it, where this, you have to actually pay attention. Otherwise, you're well, like sub, missing plot. Subs always jack me up because I always spend more time reading than looking. Yeah, this one, I I think they keep the words to a minimum. It's not like very, some shows are very wordy and they're like sentences upon sentences that you have to read. This one's kind of like a lot of screaming and a lot of just yelling at each other <laughs> yeah. during the fight well, scenes I mean, at I, least. I, I'm pretty sure I told this story already about subs. Like I saw episode three, was it Revenge of the Sith? And yeah, sweet. So the sweet movies, it. That, yeah, the movies in English, right? Yeah, and it's Swedish subtitled. <laughs> so I kept missing parts of the movie because I was reading the goddamn Swedish subtitles. <laughs> I can't even read Swedish. I think this is uh, something about your uh, attention span. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I looked at my cousin. I go, I keep reading the damn Swedish titles, and I can't read Swedish. I think uh, I'm the same way with flashing lights. So it's all right, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my problem. That's so that's my problem with subtitles. It just distracts from the movie for me. But I get through it sometimes. But the stupid part is I'm reading Swedish subtitles and I'm not, I don't know how to read Swedish. Well, I, you probably didn't miss much. It was uh, which movie was it? Phantom Menace? No, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, doesn't matter. Which Any I of those? It's, probably, it's better. It's, I think that's the best of the three, though. I, I will say, like the the just to, as a little aside for that movie. If you watch the scene where Anakin and Obi Wan kind of uh, do, you know, start their duel, Spoilers. if you watch it in Japanese, <laughs> oh, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it, it, it's it's like it, it feels much health. more like less less stagey and everything because yeah. maybe it's just because it, you it watch feels anime more like an already, anime, yeah, yeah, over the top kind of already. Unrealistic. Like the the yeah. dialogue feels natural when you're reading subtitles and they're speaking Japanese. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because because you, you put up with a you when you read the subtitles in in these uh, anime, especially Votoms, actually since it's so old that it's the translation is not perfect, and sometimes you're like, that's not what they meant when they said that, or that, that was a weird way of saying something. It's because they were just like. Whoever translated was just like, yeah, I'm just going to uh, do the exact wording instead of the meaning of the words, you know, like, mm. but, uh, Votoms holds up though for being like same era as Robotech and all these shows. Like it's, it's up there with Gundam. I'm amazed it's not as well known as Gundam. It, I don't know why it isn't like it is in like, I guess in the mech community, but generally like Gundam is everywhere. Right. But you don't hear mm. about Votoms. Like it's, I think the storytelling is very similar. Like they, it's, they even had like a Vietnam kind of allegory in one of the, cause it's kind of like, uh, set pieces where they go to a certain place and there's like five or six episodes in that place and they go somewhere else. And yeah, like there's like a Vietnam one, just like the, uh, the, uh, which one was it? The Gundams? 
your favorite oh, one. Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyways, it's good. Four times is good. Uh, so I was about to say, Absolute from uh, Bandai on YouTube came out. It originally comes out on YouTube uh, Premium, and then like a week later, each episode comes out. The whole thing for season two is out now. Uh, season one was kind of like a snippet of the world, and it was fun, and you kind of got starting to get an idea of a storyline. Season two was like, hey, let's just throw the storyline out the window and just kind of uh, do strange things. And they took chances, that's, which are fine, that's but... That's Vamp. What's that? That's Vamp. Vamp? Yeah, bring it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I was like, Vamp? Like in Vampires? Uh, yes, yeah, they were... Di- like, the very f- final episode, it was like a a takeoff on a super... Um, what do they call them? The, the, it's the girl pilots, and they're all skintily clad in these mech suits that have no armor on them. It, it was like, what? This is weird. Like, this is such a strange takeoff. And you're watching it, and then it, only at the very end do they were like, oh, it's somebody watching this in the obsolete world. You're like, what a strange choice to have your final episode of this season to be that. Like, it's, it's just, it seems to me like they're just doing it. Sounds like it turned into Victory Gundam there. Yeah, like, it was, like, weird. And, um, it, I think they're doing just what they want to do. It's for fun. And it's in Japan, I guess you can buy the models. So it's kind of selling the Bandai models, but... It's it's definitely not a cohesive story yet, and I don't know if it ever will be. It is only I think each of those episodes is like fifteen minutes long, maybe. So over two seasons, I think there's been maybe two hours. So it's if you're watching an actual show, this would be like the fourth episode. So I can see how it's it's the way they're releasing it probably influences how the show is, but it's just odd. It's an odd show, <laughs> but a great animation, great great. Uh, like designs and the thing about obsolete is it's a alien race has uh given the world uh like kind of like mechs the powered armor almost but it's more like a robot that you kind of sit on and yeah. but they're trading it for like nothing for like carbon or something like that it's something so, like it ends up being a hundred dollars to get one of these so everyone can have a mech and then people are just clamping other things onto them so every every nation there every place has different ways like the the african nations they're obviously poorer, so they kind of like just throw their their people on them, and they have the bare, bare minimum of uh, armor. And then the Americans are like over engineered, and and the the one American scientist is drinking the juice from outside of these robots, and we don't know if these robots are actually robots or the aliens or what. So she could be drinking their blood. It's like really weird, <laughs> and, and uh, it's a great show though. It's fun. You just have to put you up with some what weird I stuff. Watch is weird. <laughs> It's 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 a strange strange like non sequitur show like it it's little snippets here and there and you think there's a story happening and then it kind of goes away from it and I suggest it's free so go on YouTube and watch it but uh, and it doesn't take much of your time but obsolete is odd and I think that covers everything I've been doing I, I talked for a long time so hopefully somebody else has more stuff to talk about <laughs> <laughs> well, you talked about a couple of things of mine so yeah no, I think uh, I think you're up next Pat. Uh, so again, uh, not too much because I'm hobbying again. <laughs> uh, but I will uh, say I did finish watching Obsolete too, and I thought the ending was a bit weird. And I do like, I do like the premise, you know, just like aliens just trading off mechs for everyone. People are like, hey, I got a mech too, you know. <laughs> yeah, anybody uh, can just have one. Yeah. But if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's it is a very good show. Uh. I'm reading, rereading uh, the Blood of Kerensky series. 
uh, when I get to it, I'm kind of near the half end of Lethal Heritage. Uh, you're, uh, you're being reintroduced to the clans, and maybe you'll learn to love them. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel like I need to read it again. The start of the clan invasion, so I can rediscover my uh, hatred of a thousand sons. <laughs> I do um, love though when uh, they first meet the clans in Phelan Kella's trying to identify it, and it's it gets going. No, it's a marauder. No, it's a catapult. No, it's a marauder. No, it's a catapult. Yes. No, it's a mad <laughs> cat. <laughs> and that's where it gets his name. I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so and you know, I, I did like that battle scene where he was all out out. Yeah. I would call it a battle. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets he destroyed. Was, he was kind of. He was well. He was. He was. He was. He was holding his own. But when he thought it was just a regular inner sphere mech, well, he thought know, it was pirates. Like, I think originally, right? Yeah, when he thought it was just a regular mech, not this overpowered, overheated <laughs> clan mech over what quadruple heat sinks and hitting him at super long range. Yes, uh, and so he, you know, he gets a good hit, and he's thinking, "All right, that should have crippled you." But why am I still hitting armor kind of thing? And then he gets taken out with a one shot, which is ugh, clan. <laughs> uh, regardless, it's it's still a good book. Uh, and, you know, Michael Stackpole always writes a good book. So I want I wanted to read Vlada Kerensky again before any more of the other new books come out. <clears throat> so I can remember, you know, how much I don't like the clan. Unless it's clan it, vacation, though. guys. I do like clan vacation, guys. <laughs> uh, so I got those three books on my Kindle. Is it a Kindle when it's on my Galaxy Kindle app? On my Kindle app, yes. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> like Rob, also I finished uh, reading up the Ultraman comic book. It's a nice new take of what I used to watch when I was a kid. A little more updated kind of a thing, so it's kind of nice. Uh, I didn't beat Cyberpunk because my computer crashed. You can blame Cyberpunk mm-hmm. for that. Yes, I'm going to blame Cyberpunk for everything, just like everyone else did. <laughs> so if I hadn't been playing Cyberpunk on my computer, my motherboard would have burnt out. Sony, you owe me some money. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Uh, but as far as movies, I don't think I've watched any mech movies other than Obsolete. Uh, I was going to wait till Rob was done with Votoms before I dove into it, so I, if I have any questions, I can go to him. <laughs> there you go. Um, and I, I just learned about the kids' last game today too, so I'm very excited about that. Nice, uh, but that's all I got. <laughs> well, I've I've had a uh, a couple things going on. I'm still plugging my way through Xeno Gears. Uh, won't lie, it's slowed down a little bit uh, because, <laughs> as you can imagine, with the the holidays that had come through, uh, there were some new games that were on the docket. Uh, I I was on a bit of a Star Wars kick, so I played through Fallen uh, Fallen Jedi or Fallen Order, and um, where you get to command a uh, an AT AT for a while. There you AT-AT. go. It counts. Is that yeah. is that the Fallen Order? Is that the the Clone Trooper one? No, no. Uh, that's it, it's the one where you basically you you play as um you know a, a Jedi apprentice in hiding. And you, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. remember. You got like a little robot, and it's got a really head. good. It's got a good Darth Vader battle scene in it. Spoilers, uh, but uh, no, it was Maybe it was a pretty fun game, and uh, had, had a good time with it. And then I also got 
and uh, finished playing uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which is the um, yeah the the dog fighting uh, yeah, game we, where you I play. Yeah, do that with Rob, but we just never got around to it. I I only only played the single player. I uh, don't really intend to play the multiplayer at this time. Oh no, you're playing the multiplayer. If we're gonna get into it, you're playing the multiplayer. Because <laughs> we're all gonna play the multiplayer with people we know. Right. <laughs> Not twelve year olds who are gonna yell at us. <laughs> tell me the, uh, the the story in it was was it was all right. It was serviceable. Um, it's it, it does uh, you know it was kind of that one thing where it's like I'm also kind of thinking I just had read the uh, that first X Wing book from the the Legend series. Uh, and so when you have it, it had a, a bunch of cameos of characters like Wedge shows up and um, uh, a few other uh, characters that are like in Rebels and things like that. Uh, so so that was a fun time. But um, it, there was uh, I, I'm trying not to spoil it, but I, I I will say there was that bit of feel at the end where it's like and the status quo didn't change. Yeah, they have to if it's in between stuff. Yeah, because it's it's in between. It's after Return of the Jedi and before The Force Awakens, uh, so it's like dealing with uh, remnants of Imperials and stuff like that. It's Mandalorian, uh, something... right? <laughs> yeah, same time. It's as something that um, the the Battlefront Two game that came out a couple of years back uh, was was very similar. It, it you know you play as um, uh, members of Inferno Squad, uh, which is a like a you know, hardcore uh, stormtrooper elite unit, and uh, and it that that story of that game takes place like you're on Endor um, when when the Death Star blows up. Spoilers. Uh, Death Star blew up. Blows up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, I've I've kind of burned through those two games. Um, I also uh, picked up. A, another game that was kind of on my radar, which is the the one called Thirteen Sentinels, Igus Rim. Um, it's I know very little about this game. It's from, but it's from um, a company called Vanillaware. They did uh, the Dragon's Crown game and Odin Sphere. Uh, so it, it's and it, it's this. I know it's mech related. Like I know there's mechs in it. That's about the extent of my knowledge about what happens in this game. Um, but I'm really excited. It's been very positively received. Um, it had been out in Japan, I think, since 20, the late 2019, but only became worldwide like last September in 2020. Uh, so, uh, and, and then it was, it was on like a, a good, I think 60% off or something on PS. PlayStation Network one day, so I'm like, yeah, I'm getting it. So I've I've got uh, got that game. I did. I also picked up a game. I think I mentioned it once on the uh, on the show before. This game called Be a Walker. It's uh, it was on oh, Nintendo Walker. Switch. It's it's a it, it's I won't say it's a casual game, but it is one of those games where it's just kind of more of more of the gameplay than like any kind of real story or. or uh, thing to it, a lot of procedurally generated stuff, and uh, basically, if you take the premise of like uh, J- James Cameron's Avatar, except you're you're a guy who goes around in this giant stompy robot, 
uh, who who literally can step on people. Are you the bad guys? It, Are you killing off of the Navi? <laughs> you you start as the bad guys. Eventually, I, I think you turn. Oh, um, according to similar. the trailer, you do very similar um, to uh, Avatar. Yeah. But it, it's it's kind of interesting because it has two control mechanics to it. It's one is kind of this I won't call it an autopilot, but basically you move by just pushing to you know to the right. Basically, your big stomp your robot, you're facing right, and so you're just walking and shooting and stomping and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, but then there's this other mode where you can sw- set it up so you have to do each step of each leg with like the shoulder button. Oh Jesus! Uh, and it's you've got like limited oxygen while you're out there kind of thing so it's like you you really can't dawdle too much um and it's it's just like waves of of little dudes running at you trying to trying to kill you so it's uh it's it's an interesting one it's on the switch it's usually pretty cheap because it's it's kind of an indie title um but hey if you want to check it out it's 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 different (laughs) (laughs) um and I, I think as as a last cap for for my uh, my Comstar section, um, the uh, I did get my hands on Full Metal Panic Victory. Uh, I have not watched it yet, but I I am excited to. Um, I really enjoyed that series uh, when it was coming out, uh, and then it, it had a, a real long lull uh, between the third season, second raid. Yes, the third season is called Second Raid, and uh, and this this kind of final season. So uh, I'm really excited. I, I like the characters, and you may hear about them coming up in our next section. That's a segue. Yeah. Nice. I'm Brian, and I'm Rick from Deads on the Podcast, and you're listening to Mobile Armor Radio. Now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. Welcome to the Mech Bay Hainer. This is the section of the show we kind of do a little bit of a roundtable discussion about some topic related to mechs in some fashion. And uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we thought since it is the the month of Valentine's Day, why don't we talk about romance in Mecca? <laughs> and uh, specifically, we're, we're going to look at uh, some of some of the the power couples that we might enjoy in different uh, franchises, and maybe a little bit about why we like them. So, uh, I, why don't I, if I if I may, um, since I segued into it so so eloquently, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll kind of start start it off with uh, talking about Sosuke Sagara and uh, Kaname Chidori from Full Metal Panic. Um, it, it's a a. a for those that are unfamiliar with the show, it's it's this uh, scenario where the the lead uh, uh, female character is is a schoolgirl who uh, has has some special abilities that uh, make it so militaries uh, in the world uh, kind of want her uh, to for research and technology and all sorts of fun stuff, and uh, so our our other plucky hero, uh, Sosuke Sagara is charged with protecting her, um, but has to try to do so undercover as a student. Uh, now he's, uh, he, he's very much a, uh, hardcore, like he's very militant and drilled and everything like that. And is very out of place in, uh, in a, you know, Japanese high school, 
rom-com environment <laughs> as rom-com. it were it, i mean it really is uh <laughs> and but but the 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 franchise uh follows these two characters on on a number of adventures some serious some really funny and uh but they, they they have a great chemistry to them uh where you know the the they really connect on on a level even if they're kind of constantly uh nagging at one another or or more often cheatery is uh complaining about why Sosuke is being an idiot cuz he can't read social cues and throws off smoke bombs in the middle of a classroom and all sorts of other fun stuff like that um but yeah, so that that's uh, one couple that I uh, wanted to point out. They're they're a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see how uh, the franchise kind of concludes for them. So uh, I'm going to pass it back to uh, Rob. Okay, I'll start with um, Miles go for BattleTech. BattleTech's uh, not known for its romance. It's pretty much a dystopian, terrible future where everybody's fighting all the time. Unless you. Assume arranged marriages are romance. That's right. Yeah, I wouldn't consider Melissa Steiner and uh, and uh, Hans Davian. Hans Davian, yeah. But, love to love. Yes. <laughs> but I do consider his their son Victor, and his he falls in love with uh, Omi, the uh, daughter of their arch enemy, the Caritas, and it's That's a Romeo right. and Romeo and Juliet situation <laughs> with. Uh, just probably about as happy as an ending of that, but uh, especially for Omi. But no spoilers. <laughs> but uh, that's where everybody hates Victor pretty much as a character, just because people don't like rooting for the rich white guy and spoiled rich white guy. So, but this is the one place where I think Victor actually shows that he's he's a good character. Is that in his romance with Omi? Omi, Omi. Uh, she kind of brings out the best in him, and if he had just just settled down. As as most characters, I think they're 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 bound by their honor or their duty to to not just settle down and live happily ever after. He had the chance to do it and he didn't do it, and uh, that's his fatal flaw. I think most uh, protagonists have a fatal flaw, but uh, yeah, very Romeo and Juliet. They they actually bring the Davians and the Curitas together from Mortal Emmet. The clans helped a little bit, but the, their love, I think, was the real thing that held <laughs> the this. The clans together. helped a little bit. <laughs> well, a common enemy and all that. But, uh, yeah, their, their love kind of brought these two societies together and showed that they can transcend bounds. And if not for Victor's asshole of a sister, I think we could have been happily ever after. But Katrina Steiner is an asshole. <laughs> so that's my first one. She's a pragmatist. No, she's a she's a <laughs> patriciding maniac. Katrina Steiner is a blessed woman. No, no, she's not. Her, the original so, Katrina Steiner is yes, but not uh, not this one. I was trying to remember the line from uh, whatever movie that was with the. Uh, oh, I can't remember his damn name now. Oh, from uh, Anchorman when they were talking about it. Uh, that guy's mother. She's a saint. Yeah. No. She's Who's that actor? What's the damn actor's name? I don't remember that part of Anchorman. Will Ferrell? I don't know. I, I seen those movies once a piece. He's from it, damn Chicago too. Is it Ant Man? No, it was in the other the other group. Is Nemesis? No, I don't remember. They have a lot of them. Yeah, there, there's a big brawl, which is great. 
Vince Vaughn. 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 Vaughn. He's from Chicago? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. He, isn't he a big uh, Cubs fan? Yeah. Uh, so my turn. So, yes, so yes turn. Pat. Vince Vaughn is, is your choice? That's an odd one. Vince Vaughn and uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Amy like Adams. Uh, from uh, Robotech. <laughs> so I'll be the first one to do the Robotech one. And it's uh, it's probably the only one I like in Robotech, actually. I mean, there's a little bit of Fokker and Claudia, but that, that that's gets interrupted. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's it's uh, Max Sterling and uh, Maria. Yes, mm-hmm. because it, she went out. She she I like it because she miniaturized herself to kill him. Yeah, she hates and him. Fell, <laughs> and then fell in love with him over a video arcade game. And know? and then the knife fight that followed. Yeah. yeah, the knife fight that ends in her falling in love with him. She's an odd character. She is. They, but they go on to have. A very large and happy, well, mostly happy family in both franchises. Well, yeah, doesn't Dana, doesn't the kid Dana, doesn't she show up in, uh... Dana is their daughter, Dana's but she's the only... main character in the second... That's yeah, Robotech, she's, though, yeah. she's in the uh, Robotech, uh, what is it, in the Robotech Master one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Isn't there, isn't there another Sterling in, uh, the Infinite Invasion? Uh, in no. New Generations? No, there's no... I, I don't recall... No, I don't There's remember no Sterling's either. there. No, uh, I think in, in the, the uh, in the movie, what was that movie that came out after that kind of connected to all those things together? I think there was a Sterling there. Oh, um, Shadow Chronicles. Yeah, Shadow Chronicles. I think there's a Sterling in that. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but, in, yeah. In, in the Macross um, side of things, uh, we uh, their their daughter goes on to be a main character in Macross Seven. Uh, they actually they're actually both in that series. Uh, though it, it sounds like their marriage got a little strained. Uh, she's the mayor of their colony ship, and then he pilots the uh, the SDF fortress that's uh, you know basically de- defending that city. And so their daughter is in a rock band, as you can imagine. And <laughs> yeah. uh, and and then they they really do have like eight kids or something like that. But they had yeah, two. I know in the original they had two. They had what is it, Mary? No, no, uh, Dana and. Uh... Maya, 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 something like that. Yeah, I think in the macro, so they have twins or something too. I think they have. There's a bunch of kids. There's a bunch of kids. Yeah, I mean, as far as these romance, I mean, it's usually it's always I, you know first inkling is to go to Robotech. So, but they 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 have actually a good ending compared to most of the ones, especially all the ones on my list. That they at least have a good ending. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole Min May Rick Hunter thing is just. Makes well, me want to bang my head against the wall. Well, it's not. It's Lisa. Minway was never. Rick and Minway were never together. It's Rick and Lisa. But he always had. You know, he was like the ridiculous Stupid. idiot that always. Yeah, I know. Always pining after this girl who was an asshole. Another asshole girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So what do you got? Uh, so so my my next one is I'm going to dip the toe into the Gundam franchise. Uh, but specifically G Gundam, hmm. where with Domon Kashu and Rain, uh, what the heck was Rain's last name? I got here M- Mikamura. Uh, so for those that haven't seen that show, it it's a Mortal Kombat battle royale Street Fighter esque showdown slugfest between uh, giant Gundams doing martial arts at each other, <laughs> and 
like the whole point of the show by the end of it is for our main character, Domon, who's kind of a knucklehead, uh, to admit that he loves this woman that's been helping him the entire time. And, uh, and there's a one wonderful short, uh, AMV that I know of, uh, that it's literally like 12 seconds long. And it's the fi- final scene where they join forces to defeat the big bad, uh, son to the, the power of love by Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the power of love. It's, uh, it, it's fun. It's, it's pretty cheesy, but it's, like it's it's over the top and in in that in that great way that really kind of gets you pumped um but the that the romance of the chemistry between the two of them is is really um a, a great piece of of the the show and i think they do it really well so nice. I, I think we'll we'll keep uh going in the same order i think makes sense so is that rob's next perfect cuz i have uh the last of the robotech Slash must be to this time <laughs> is, uh, it's going to be, uh, Stick or Scott and Robotech and Ariel <laughs> or Marlene. Scott or Stick. He, uh, Scott. Yeah. Just uh, Most feet is better anyways. But so Stick, oh, he, uh, he, uh, comes to Earth after his pretty much their whole attack force gets killed. So, and including his fiance, which really bums him out. But in that, as it would. He learns to fall in love with this other girl who it, it turns out is a clone or I don't think she's a clone. I guess she is a clone technically, but she's an, in a inbit in human form who'd lost her memory. So she doesn't know that, but uh, he, he gives up his hatred and cause he's really obviously hates the people who killed his fiance, but he learns to, to fall in love with this person. But in the end, his once again, duty calls and he leaves earth to go fight the, join up with the big attack group to go go after I think they're actually after at that point the in, invid or invit already left so I don't know who they're attacking at that point that's Shadow Chronicles I never remember what happens in Shadow <laughs> so uh yeah he uh he leaves her on on earth cuz she stayed when all the invit left and it's a it's a it's a sad ending to the romance but I like over the whole show them slowly realizing that they love each other and he's still an idiot for not staying with her once again if he just stayed and and been happy, they could have lived happily ever after. But no, these people can never live happily ever after. Now you can see my my anti Valentine's coming through here. <laughs> so Pat, what's your next one? My next one is going to be uh, Zeta Gundam. It's going to be uh, Four and Camille. Nice. For Morasami, the mm-hmm. new type. There's another one <laughs> born from. Wanting to kill the other one. <laughs> yeah, Camille, Yours has an interest. Camille has story. a lot of lady friends in that show. He does, but this is the one that he actually, you know, felt bad and always tried to save until the very end. <laughs> you friend. know, he's always trying to get her to convert. You got to leave, and you got to know, Our leave boss. your psycho Gundam, pilot a real Gundam. <laughs> uh, but you know, didn't. Uh, I mean, she does it. She does it dying at the end, anyways, when they fight. As she's nice, trying to get her memories ending. back, but she does save him. Her spirit does protect him later on. Is it, is it in Gundam's Easy or something like that? Double Z, yeah, Maybe. Double Zeta. But, I actually uh, haven't watched Double Zeta. Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> star cross. But Camille does have a lot of girlfriends. Well, people. What about what's his uh, his his little childhood friend? She's the real. Fa? 
she the poor poor lady she just she just wants to be good and he just ignores her and she looks she looks after him after he kind of goes comatose yeah she looks after everybody she looks after little kids on the ship she's but that i think that's when uh what's face was presumed dead the first time though right uh, you have to be more specific. There's a lot of presumed dead characters. I mean, when, yeah. when four was presumed dead the first time, when they had their big battle and they thought she was going to, uh, he was, she was dead, but she was actually in Africa. I, it's been a long time since I saw that. Yeah. So that's what the one thing I remembered. And then she, that's when she gets the, the psycho Gundam. Psycho Gundam. Classic psycho Gundam. It's, it's not your conventional love story. That's for sure. It's not, <laughs> which is why I kind of chose it. <laughs> Brian, yes. what you got? Um, well, I, I, I'm trying to, to kind of keep the um, some other franchises in the mix here. Uh, I've got Simone the Digger and Nia Teplin from Gurren Lagann. Um, they these this is a, a couple that um, uh, he he finds her locked away in a suitcase, essentially, and. <laughs> and rescues her. Um, but she, she comes into his life at a time when he's kind of at his lowest point. Um, and, and is kind of the spurring force that really kind of gets him, um, you know, to, to realize, uh, you know, the good in the world and to carry on and, and succeed. And, uh, the, over the course of the show, we see like they, they meet when they're both pretty young, uh, we get to see them as they both grow into adults. Uh, some other shenanigans happen, and um, <laughs> and uh, and I won't spoil it. But this, uh, well, let's just say that uh, Simone will move the heaven, the earth, the heavens, and throw them at a giant interdimensional beast uh, to to get his lady love back. True so, love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's I mean, it's it's a high octane show full of of manly powerful passion and uh you know it, it it translates very well when it comes to uh the love of these two characters nice so uh so do you have kind of one more each sure. or should we put a pause there no, i got one more i don't have any, don't have okay. any. You one guys more each knock, knock yours out because i don't have any more that's right. I got, uh, my last one is uh, obviously from the show I've been currently watching, and I'm only halfway through, so I don't know how this romance ends. Don't spoil it. But it's between uh, Kiriko and Fiana, who is also known as Proto One, or she's a PS, which is a perfect soldier. She's pretty much another clone. She, she's she's so only she, like not very old. So then she dies. Well, we don't know. We don't know yet. But I'm uh, spoiling it. She uh, falls in love with him because that's the first thing she ever sees when she wakes up in her clone vat is because uh, Kiriko went to go steal her as part. He didn't know this, but he was part of a, a group of uh, soldiers who uh, were stealing this perfect soldier. And that's the first thing she sees. So she kind of imprints on him and they've been on the opposite sides of the this war kind of. And uh, she uh, eventually joins him and they run off together. And once again, they could just live happily ever after, but Kiriko is, he's obsessed with getting revenge against the people that screwed him. So he won't give up his, he won't give it up. So we'll see if by the end he maybe settles down. They have a nice farm and I doubt it. It's, it's going to end horribly for both of them, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> so far it's, it's the whole time she's just like, please just settle down with me. And he refused to admit that he loves her too. And it's just, and she's like, come on. He's, he's very Tama. closed off. For for her being the perfect soldier, he's very closed off, and 
there's implications that he may also be a perfect soldier. Maybe not cloned, but maybe just naturally grown into it. So we'll, uh, we'll see if he can finally just suck it up. He's just, man, just, just fall in love with a lady. <laughs> she just wants you. Anyways, so that's what's happening with Votom's fun show. And yes. And he just randomly names her Fiana, which is a strange name just to randomly name her. So maybe it means something Japanese. And that's it for me. Brian, you got any more? I feel like Fiana, isn't that a Celtic name? But um, uh, the one I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Shiro Amada and Aya Sahalin from OHMS team. there, there's a, a few other uh, great pairings in in that series, um, but these are the the two mains. Um, as as we've heard in in other romances uh, on the podcast earlier, this is definitely a Romeo and Juliet. Uh, it's a Federation soldier meets a Zeon woman, and um, and they they happen upon each other in a number of times, um, and have to work together in order to survive. Uh, and from that, they, they become closer. They kind of learn more and more about one another and what it means to, to be, you know, on opposite sides in this war because they both have, you know, their own friends and allies within that, that they have to, that they want to support. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, they are in, in a very brutal war, as it were. And, um, and they, they, uh, you know, power through it in, in a lot of ways. There's a lot of clashes of ideals and, and kind of taking stances, um, in, in the middle of this conflict as it, as it were. But, uh, no, it's, it's, they're, they're a good pair. Um, the, the, the writing, they only have a couple episodes, uh, to, to get from A to B. So it, it might seem a little rushed, but, um, I think that it's, it's definitely one that's, uh, enjoy, enjoyable. And I think works pretty well. And as as one last one, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention any of the other Macra series, which, uh, for those that aren't aware, is based almost entirely on love triangles and <laughs> tetrahedrons and all sorts of other shapes. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of my favorites from the other shows that are, that are only in Japan right now is in Macross Frontier. Um, and it's between two side characters from from the main uh, set. It's a it's a um, a, a um, ah, their names escape me. The the female Zentradi, uh, Meltlandi, uh, woman named Clan, and uh, her she befriends a human. I think he's kind of part Zentradi. He's got like elf ears. Um, named Mikkel, who they're, they're both, um, pilots in, uh, in the, the military. And, uh, and they, they have a, they have a great chemistry with one another. And there's, there's a lot of evidence that, uh, they, they have these strong feelings, but there is a bit of a problem where clan, when, when she's in her full giant, you know, size, her normal size, won't lie, she is a very buxom woman. <laughs> but when she's micronized, uh, there's, as they say in the show, there's something in her biology that makes her much more childlike, and <laughs> uh, and and that that drives a little bit of a wedge 
uh, between them where, you know, obviously Mikhail, he can't become giant size in, in this case, uh, or wouldn't, wouldn't be comfortable with it. But, uh, it, it, there's a great kind of tension. There's a push and pull, uh, with both of those characters kind of wrestling with that, that side that they want to be together. But there's, there's kind of this, uh, problem as it were. And Mikhail, he, he kind of plays off as being a bit of a playboy. Um, but in, in that kind of lighthearted, not, not serious kind of fashion. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it has a bit of a tragic ending and I won't spoil it here. You'll just have okay. to watch Macross Frontier. Uh, it is a good show. And right. so that, uh, I think that'll wrap us up for our romantic mobile armor radio episode. <laughs> no smooches. Bah, no sm- <laughs> and so with that, we're going to head to the X-Fill. Let's X-Fill out of here. And that's a wrap on, on this episode. Episode... 32 of February 2021. Thank you all for joining us. This has been a, a fun episode to do. Yeah, Something a little cool. different. There's much, there was much anger to be involved and much tragedy of love stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's just as much violence and death in the, in these romances. But we have seen, we have seen the birth of a new clan. So, well, we haven't seen it yet. We've heard of it. <laughs> clan vacation guys. Well, you know, it's just like anything else with the clan. You just hear rumors and then one clan right in the face. Right in the face. So so thank you all for, for joining us and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.